Simon and Wayne's Speaking Review, with your hosts, Simon Jones and Wayne Bolt. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spiffing Review. With me, Simon Jones. And me, Wayne Bolt. It's been a while since we were here last. Well, only three weeks, but just missed the one week. Yeah, well, that's yeah. not too bad by mm. our standards. Yeah, assuming um, I get this out today. Yes, indeed, which mm. you'd better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've been slightly flummoxed by various issues which have prevented us from getting to the cinema, but uh, we are back with a look at an indie film called Lock Up. Yes. Which we'll be checking out later, more info on that coming up. And uh, some movie watch stuff to do with old and new films. Old and new. Yes. So, kicking off with movie watch, what films have you been watching lately, Wayne? Well, Simon, following our recent review of the films of the Asylum... Yes, classics. Uh, yeah, uh, after slating them quite a lot, um, I went back and watched one. Right. Uh, it was called Mega Python versus Gatoroid. Gatoroid? Yeah. Okay. I'll explain why in a minute. Okay. Um, but this was an asylum film which was produced in conjunction with Tiffany and Debbie Gibson, famous singers from the 80s. And they both had starring roles in it. It's an interesting collaboration. Yeah. And I think that their collaboration in it actually made a big difference because both of them really knew they were in a really bad film. Right. And the whole thing was much more tongue-in-cheek and very, very... It worked. It was much funnier. It was a return to form for the sort of films the asylum should be doing. Okay, yeah, not taking themselves seriously. Because Battle of Los Angeles didn't. It took itself slightly too seriously for what it was doing. Yes, uh, which didn't really work because it wasn't no. funny. It wasn't serious. It, it kind of just sat in between. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't work. Just that whole tongue and cheekness just didn't come across. Whereas in in Mega Python. Versus Gatoroid, it did. I thought you were going to say Mega Pie. Well, that could be another one they're yeah, doing. Yeah, that'd be good. But knowing the way the asylum do things, they'd probably do it about some sort of mathematician who has 28 days to save the universe unless he can calculate pi to the nth degree. But that's already been done, so they didn't need to do it. Yeah. Well, I, the film hasn't been done, I don't think. But the universe has been saved. By calculating pi to the correct Excellent. De- decimal percentage. The best thing about the film is is a particular bit where Tiffany reprises some lyrics from one of her songs, or probably her only famous song, and uses it as part of the dialogue. <laughs> that was a laugh out loud funny. So do you have to be a <laughs> Tiffany fan to get this film? Well, she's only really done one song. And which, which song is this? I'm not familiar with her. I think we're alone now. What about the song? I think we're alone now. No, ah, children behave. Okay. That's what they say when we're together. That one. You should be in these films. Yeah, with a voice like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I could do. Maybe I'll. So what exactly is a gatoroid? Uh, it's, a, it's an alligator that's been fed chickens which have been injected with steroids. Ah, uh, nothing to do with an asteroid. No. I was hoping it was a giant gator that came from space. That'd be good. That would be cool. That would be good. Yeah, yeah so it's worth watching. So uh, well done to the asylum, and I think more importantly, well done to Tiffany and Debbie Gibson for making it worth watching. Are you hoping to see them in more films? Oh, yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I watched a 80s classic called The Last Starfighter, mm-hmm. which uh, people should be familiar with, because it is pretty much achieved cult and status. It is a classic uh, indeed. Yeah, and it's uh, particularly known in visual effects circles for being the first fully CG uh, movie in terms of its visual effects, because obviously we'd had stuff like Tron, and mm. a few movies had done little bits and pieces. Was it a Disney one or not? I can't remember. I don't think it was, no. Um, but yeah, so the whole thing is CG, and it's, it's fascinating seeing the first attempt to do proper yeah. space adventure with spaceships fighting each other, and you can really see where they were pushing against what they could do. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, obviously it comes across really primitive now, but at the time it must have been 
pretty amazing. And no, I don't know. I mean, when it still turns up on telly now and again, mm-hmm. uh, it it still holds its own. Yeah, there's some stuff I mean, that good, holds up really well. Good story though with it, so that makes a big. Yeah, yeah, and it's like classic eighties kid playing computer games gets sucked into this other world kind of thing mm. which we don't seem to get that much of these days which is well, a he didn't get sucked into the other world he got taken by someone came down in a in a car that transformed into a spaceship yes talking to cast of some of the spaceships yeah we're, we're not going to see it we've decided against it anyway back to um, the last starfighter yeah so yeah um i wasn't sure if i'd seen this before i thought i had but i might have been getting muddled up with battle beyond the stars which is another 80s classic but uh, I've now um, seen The Last Starfighter. So. Yeah, I thought Battle on the Stars was very late 70s. Really? Yeah, it's 79, maybe 79, 80-ish. It was, mm. it, it, of course, is another Seven Samurai-based film, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, well, either way, I have now seen this, because, uh, yeah, having an interest in the history of visual effects, it was cool to see one of the very early attempts. Uh, and, yeah, it did have a slight Babylon 5 feel at times due to the, uh, here's a live-action shot, and here's some CG. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also saw Amazing Grace, which is a completely different kind of film uh, about the abolition of the slave trade uh, with Ewan Griffiths and uh, directed by Michael Apted, which uh, is a little too earnest and at times comes across slightly cheesy, a bit corny, mm-hmm. but its heart's in the right place and the issues it's covering are interesting enough that it carries the film. And it's got a great cast with Kieran Hines and Michael Gambon and Albert Finney and all that lot. So, yeah, if you like solid British casts, then well worth watching. Yeah, no, good. Well, I was watching a, a, another film steeped in culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a Japanese film, um, Alien vs. Ninja. Yes. That was actually very funny. I was watching a lot of these bad movies last weekend, and I think Alien vs. Ninja is the one which sticks out as being the funniest of them all. Uh, it's about some ninja... And who, some aliens. And some aliens. Right. And that's pretty much it. And it's done... Oh, it's very much like um, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and that sort of uh, thing. Although it's not Power Rangers, but some of the fight scenes are reminiscent of it. Uh, so that is very funny. Also, what's Troll? Ah, uh, yeah. And I've got Troll 2 yet to watch, which apparently is one of the worst movies of all time. But I've not quite bought myself to... Uh... Now, that's unrelated to Troll Hunter, was it? It is unrelated, did, yes. Which we did the trailer park on mm. a few while back, which looks quite good. Yeah, yes. Hmm. Yeah, um, Yeah. so Troll... What was it? Troll? Troll? Yeah, it's just Troll. There's only one Troll in it. Um, yeah, it's so funny. It is uh, also the first screen appearance of Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. The, Daniel Radcliffe? No. Harry Potter. The characters' name predate uh, the characters in it predate the Harry Potter uh, series by J.K. Rowling, and it's Harry Potter Senior and Harry Potter Junior, and they're allegedly going to do a remake of it using those same characters. And Warner Brothers in a little bit of a quandary because they came first. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So they could well do this again, remaking the film by the same producers and whatever with more Harry Potters in it. And what Warner Brothers going to do? Yeah, so that they could even call it Harry Potter and the Trolls. And well, I don't know. I imagine Harry Potter and is probably trademarked to Warner Brothers, but having the character in the film called Harry Potter is going to be different. It's a whole strange copyright area. Perhaps, yeah. Maybe uh, Trolls and Harry Potter. Could well be. Yeah, sneaky. Yeah. So, talking of uh, not great films, yes. Transformers 3 came out last week. Yes. Uh, we haven't seen it. I'm not going to. No. But we're going to review it anyway. Yes. As you recall, uh, Transformers 2 wasn't our favourite film of 2008. Nine? I can't remember. Was it the same year as Gamer came out? Probably. It was a mm. bad year. Mm. Um, and f- we've heard that Transformers 3 is better than Transformers 2, but that seems to be the only good thing people can actually say about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, as movie reviewers, if we were 
doing our job, we should go and see it and then let you know what it's like. Yes. But because we have to pay to go to the cinema to see films, because you know we haven't actually got far enough to go to the cinema for free. Yeah. Uh, if anyone's out there that would like us to do that, then yep. we then are. Let us know. Yes, we'd like to hear from you. But uh, the problem with that is that if we go and see Transformers three in order to review it, we're given the money, which encourages them to make more, and we just can't bring ourselves to do that. Uh, partly because I love the Transformers franchise uh, since I was a kid. And I really would like the Michael Bay Transformers to kind of slowly wither away and then maybe in 10 years' time someone can come along and do a Christopher Nolan like he did with Batman Begins and actually do it how it should be done. Um, you can dream. Yeah, yeah, I can. I might just go and read the comics again. <laughs> they were good. So yes, uh, you probably won't be getting a Transformers 3 review from us. Oh, but, you will. Uh, it's rubbish. Yeah, there you go. Um, if, if we uh, get to a certain point where we can see it without actually giving them any money, we'll do a, a review. So you can expect that in about a year. Yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, let's move on to the trailer, trailer park. park. Yeah, we have a selection of five trailers sourced from imdb.com. Uh, if you go to the HD section and then the most recent trailers, you can watch along with us. Yes, watch along and you can also maybe, if you feel that way inclined, send us your reviews of the trailers as well. Yes, or you can just say out loud as you're listening to us what Gertie you would give it. Yes. We, we wouldn't be able to hear it, but uh, it might still be fun. So, first trailer is Anita. Anita. It's an Argentinian film, I think, this one. Is it? Yeah, uh, well, I believe so. It's set in Buenos Aires, uh-huh. uh, and it's directed by Marcus Carnivale, who also directed the film Elsa and the Fred. Yep, I uh, know that well. Yeah, it's a, it's a foreign language film, which isn't a bad thing. No, not um, at all. In fact, some foreign language films are a lot better than a lot of English films. Yes. English-speaking films. For example, Transformers 3. Yeah. But that, is that foreign language? Uh, no, but foreign language oh, films right, are okay. better than it. Right. Um, yeah, so it follows the adventures of Anita, who is a child with Down syndrome, and she gets caught up in some sort of terrorist explosion or something. Yeah. And I think the rest of the film is the subsequent journey following her as she tries to make her way back to her original family. Yes, because it appears that she's being cared for either by her family or some other people um, and you know is quite lucky to have had this set up and then through a series of unexpected situations uh, like you say gets caught up in this bombing which kind of flings her off into this little adventure um, and I thought the trailer was really good actually because I wasn't expecting that bomb to go off no, <laughs> at all um, and it's quite rare for a trailer to actually make you jump and sit up and go what the hell I wasn't expecting yeah. that um, and from that point on it kind of had me hooked, really, because I was wondering what was going to happen, and there's kind of more dynamism to the story than you might normally get from a film covering these kind of topics. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a, a smiley face for me, actually. All right. Well, I gave it an ambivalent face, because even though the trailer was was quite good, it just just not really the sort of film that really appeals to me, that sort of thing. That's mm-hmm. just a personal thing. It's not going to say that the film's bad. Yeah. It's just it's not really my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good example of how you can take maybe techniques and shots that are more familiar in like an action movie yep. uh, throw them into a more traditional drama and it kind of gives it a whole different flavour though uh, mm-hmm. which certainly in the trailer worked on me so oh, yeah. okay so that's a smiley face from Simon and an ambivalent face from me and we go to our next film which is another foreign language film uh, called Special Treatment well at least that's a translation of, of the title yeah right? Special Treatment Treatment yeah it's mm-hmm. a French film uh, I think yeah, this is a. I think the thing with this trailer, there's a lot of. I think this is what's going on, but I couldn't really be sure. As far as I can tell, there are prostitutes, psychiatrists, and cross dressers. Yes. And I don't mean people who swear when they put their clothes on. No, and it's also not the start of a joke. No. 
Um, oh, it could be. Yeah, it could be quite a good one. Yeah, so if we've got a joke which starts with prostitutes, psychiatrists, and cross-dressers, please feel free to send it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I'm not really sure what's going on. Right? <laughs> no, uh, but it appears to be a kind of middle-aged prostitute who I think maybe has turned to prostitution quite late in her life and is sort of exploring that as a career option. Yeah. And once again, if you have, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, if you have any personal insight into this kind of thing, um, but yeah, and there's some other people who pay her. Yeah, yeah and um, but there's also some sort of psychiatry going on. So I don't know if she's going to a psychiatrist. Uh, or if someone else is, and I, I don't know. No, um, very confusing. Yes, uh, acting looked really good. I thought, yep. um, and it had an interesting look. I'm not sure what they shot it on, but it had a kind of, I don't know, semi-documentary like kind a, of feel. Like a boat. To it. Shot it on a boat. I don't think it was a boat. Oh, okay. No, might, it might be a boat in it. Oh. Um, Who knows? So. Uh, kind of an ambivalent face for me because um, I wasn't really sure it wasn't anything I could quite get my teeth into yeah I wasn't really sure what was going on so ambivalent face for me as well mm. but um, didn't, yeah didn't maybe look, yeah it didn't look bad at all no but yeah I needed that extra hook yeah because um, I think they introduced the prostitute angle right at the start of the trailer and then there's nothing quite else that comes along mm-hmm. so right. next yes. The Chameleon uh, this is directed by Jean-Paul Salome ah that's probably not how you spell his name, or even pronounce it. Yeah, you didn't even spell it. No. You just said it. I just said it. Yeah. Um, it's got Famke Jansen in it, who was in the X-Men, wasn't she? Yep, and in GoldenEye, as the uh, baddie yep. with the thighs. So this is a, 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 a it's based on a true story uh, about is a it? child. Yeah, if you watched it all the way through, it does say at the end, based on a true story. Oh. Uh, it's about uh, a child who goes missing and then returns, but we're not really sure if it actually is him who's returned, or if it's someone else pretending to be him. Um, or if he has gone missing, or what's happened to the one who did go missing, and did he return or not. And um, it looks quite dull. <laughs> yeah, it's weird though, because the premise sounds remarkably similar to The Changeling, which came out a couple of years back with Angelina Jolie, which was written by Straczynski, who was oh, right, the yeah. Babylon 5 mastermind, um, in which her uh, son goes missing as a younger mm. kid and then comes back yeah. older and then she's convinced that he's not actually her son right. and everyone thinks she goes crazy and this kind of stuff. So remarkably similar. Except that's set in the uh, 50s, 60s maybe? Um, was this in modern days? Yes. Not the 1650s or anything. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see Famke Janssen in stuff because she's not in enough films. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't really. I wasn't sure if it was going for a kind of horror or thriller. Well, I don't know. Or... Is it? It's just another trailer failure. Hmm. Yes, I think it might be. I said it right this time as well. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a sad face. Yeah, really, sad really. face. The trailer just doesn't make you want to see the film. Um, there we go. Right next, uh, Arietti. Yes, this is the latest movie from Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. I always used to think it was Studio Ghibli. So did I. Yes, but apparently it's Studio Ghibli, Ghibli. according to the voiceover man. Yeah. Um, Thank you, voiceover man. Yes, for letting us know about that yeah. one. Unless you're wrong, in which case we look even more stupid than we normally do when trying to pronounce names. Indeed. Um, or, or most words. So this is based on The Borrowers, which is a British book. And yes. there was a TV series based on The Borrowers back in the yeah. 90s. Well, I was kind of glad that at the end of the they trailer actually acknowledged they actually acknowledged it. Because I was watching it thinking, well, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, this, this looks like it's, it's The Borrowers. And, and of course it was. So that was good. Um, well, yeah, so if you know The Borrowers, then you pretty much know what's going on. Hmm. Um, uh, tiny people who like to borrow things from big people uh, basically thieves yeah one of the tiny people called Arietti makes friends of a normal sized boy and they have some adventures um, 
Yeah, so it looks quite good. I quite like Studio Ghibli films. Yes, me too. Um, Spirited Away, I love, and Princess Mononoke. Mm, I like Howl's Moving Castle. Yes, that's that's excellent. Well. In fact, pretty much everything they do yeah. is excellent. Yeah. So I imagine this will also be excellent. Yes. Um, looks lovely, and it's got some fun source material. So yeah, yeah. quite looking forward to that one. Yeah, so it's a nice smiley face for me. Yes, smiley face for me too. All right, and we're doing something now, which we I don't think we've done before. This is a first for the trailer part. Yes. Insofar as we're looking at a trailer, uh, well, we're looking at a, a trailer for a film. Yeah, looking for at which that's, that's we've not a first. previously seen a different trailer for. So yes. this is a different trailer for a film we've previously trailer part. Yeah, nicely explained. Right, good. So yeah, it's Conan the Barbarian, and yep. this is well, presumably the second trailer. I'm not sure how many they've done. Um, the first trailer we didn't get on with at all. Um, it felt like it was desperately trying to be really cool and it felt like the kind of trailers you got around the time when like the mummy films were coming out and the matrix and everyone was trying to rip mm. off that stuff and it had this metal music that didn't fit whatsoever nothing against metal music but it didn't work in that particular trailer uh, so now we have the second trailer yeah which seems to show you the story more and the bits of the film they're showing are pretty much the same sort of bits you get from the original film so there's not really spoilers if you know Conan the Barbarian then watching this trailer doesn't really give any spoilers so um yeah we start with the raiders uh ransacking conan's village um and conan then swearing to get revenge and um yeah and then it goes on from there there's swords and sorcery and it looks quite good it looks a bit more epic than i think the first time around we saw it yeah it kind of opens up a bit it also looks like there's more to it than just cg stuff there's still a lot of that but mm-hmm. It, kind of a bit more substance yep. maybe um, also I can't remember if I mentioned this in the when we did it the first time because uh, I don't know if I'd been watching Game of Thrones at the time but the guy playing Conan whose name I don't have to hand which is uh, Jason Momoa that's the one yes uh, he was in the recent HBO TV series Game of Thrones he's also in Stargate Atlantis indeed that's where he kind of appeared originally wasn't it um, but in Game of Thrones he plays a kind of very similar character to Conan and was really stunning mm-hmm. in the role so I'm hoping that as Conan, you know, regardless of whatever else the film does, that he'll be really captivating. Yeah, so, let's hope yeah. so. Yeah, so then, uh, Gertie for that one. Uh, smiley. Yeah, but smiley face. Smiley with slight reservations, because I'm suspicious of these kind of films. Well, but, uh, but why? Uh, just, why suspicious of them? Just think be- they're going to sneak up on you and kidnap you or something. Exactly, like, yeah. Right. But it's mostly because uh, they're so often made cynically by people yeah. that actually don't like the material and just want to make some money. Yeah. Um, but hopefully the people making this have their, you know, the right intentions. Well, let's hope so. so. We shall so find let's out. hope that Marcus Nispel, the director, mm-hmm. does a good job of it. Yes, fingers crossed. Yeah. So yeah, smiley face, smiley face. So uh, last thing to do in the trailer park is the film of the week. Hmm. I think for me it's got to be Arietti. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Studio Ghibli always uh, always tend to deliver yeah yeah they're just very reliable they're essentially the yeah. Japanese Pixar and uh, you kind of know that you're going to get a certain level of quality with them mm. I think whether you, you know, like their style and stories yep. is another thing but yeah oh yes you can't wait okay so uh, just the last part of the show we're going to uh, take a look at a website and in particular a, a film on the website um, from some uh, competitors of our, competitors of ours on the recent forty hour film competition. Um, we were contacted by Benjamin Franklin, not not that one, no, no. different, uh, one. yeah, yeah. Um, about a new website him and his filmmaking buddies are putting together called Bloody Cuts, which is available at www.bloodycuts.co.uk. It's intending to be an anthology of thirteen um, 
horror short films. And uh, the first one's just being put up on their website, and it's called Lock Up. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, as this is intended in the long run to become an anthology, uh, obviously we don't know how it's all going to hang together just yet. Um, but yeah, based on the first instalment, um, I'll be keeping an eye on it. Oh, me too as well. Uh, the Lock Up itself uh, is about just over three minutes in length, um, but does a very good job of actually... Telling rather a nice little story very well. Yeah. And just to give you the premise of it, it's it's a it's a horror film um, about a bloke who's left his keys behind, and I think I'll leave it there. Really. Yes, indeed. Um, and it's a good example of not having that much happen, but making the most of it. Mm. Um, in that the tension kind of ratchets up quite naturally, um, yeah. and. You know, in three minutes, it's hard to do anything, to be honest, in a film. You know, it's hard to make people care about characters. It's yeah. hard to make Depends people film, afraid. But... Yes, indeed. Um, but, yeah, what they do here really well is they do actually create a lot of tension in yeah. that little time period. Um, and, yeah, by the end of it, they've kind of really grabbed you. Um, yeah. The only sort of criticism, I suppose, I've got is that I was really hooked by the end, and then it's ended. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to see more because... I don't want to spoil what happens in it, but the guy gets to a position where you know the terror really starts to set yeah. in, and I wanted to stay with that for a little. Yeah, longer. we want to see what happens, but actually, I've, what I quite liked it was the way it, it left it uh, at the point where it was just about to get really spooky. So it's in like your imagination start taking over again, mm-hmm. and it was it was really good, and it was very much a case of once again of less is more and these sorts of things. And yes, absolutely. I think they did a very good job of um, in just over three minutes of of actually making a very compelling. Um, and very atmospheric short film. Yeah, what was nice is they picked something that most people have experienced. Not <laughs> all the way to the end, because, yeah. you know, none but of But I've those... left my key somewhere before. Yes, yeah. yes, indeed. But, you know, it's that kind of going through your workplace when everyone yeah. else has gone. So it's a place that is normally full of people, and then suddenly it isn't, and it's dark, and it feels weird, and it kind of shows how a space can be completely different, yep. just depending on whether it's dark or light. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and very nicely shot. I thought. Yes, I, I, I even wrote that down. You know, yeah. I, I'm not really much on looking at cinematography and stuff, mm-hmm. but I actually noticed as well yeah. that um, it was very well done. Yeah, there's some really nice... Fo- good, good sound effects. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of kind of subtle foreboding lighting in the background yep. that I didn't really draw attention to, but kind of helped to gradually in- increase the uh, yep. levels of unease. Yeah, I think we could probably spend more time talking about the... the, the the, the film than actually the um watching it than watching it yeah. it's very good but uh, what do you think of, of the idea of actually having a website like this where you have like an anthology of stuff to build something up around is that something that appeals to you and you think that's a a, a good thing to have out in the in, in the webosphere yeah definitely I think um having a kind of ongoing series is a really good move because web stuff in general is so throwaway that you know you can watch something and then you know, whether you like it or not, you kind of leave it and you never see any work by those people ever again. Yeah. Because uh, it's so easy to get a link, watch it, and then you forget where it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so the nice thing about having the promise of an anthology or any kind of series is that it gives you a reason to stick around. And, you know, you can subscribe on YouTube or do whatever you want. Yeah. And you know that, you know, if you like it, you can get some more stuff from those guys. Um, so I think that's, you know, that's something that we're starting to explore as yeah. well, which, you know, we won't be kind of getting into in a bigger way until later in the year. But, yeah, I think... Certainly, in terms of kind of web video stuff, that's the way forward because it works better to do that than to spend ages on one thing and then yeah. don't do anything else for a year. Yeah, because you can sort of explore um, 
more ideas behind a certain thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just so happens that um, they, they've set the bar very high, I think, with this first particular one in lock-up. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's very good. I, I, I don't normally get drawn into short films the first time I watch it. You sort of watch them a couple of times and yeah. have to get absorbed into it. I say, this one worked really well. And I really recommend people actually do go and watch it. Yeah. Um, but um, Bloody Cuts website, you've given yourselves quite a challenge to keep that level of... Um, uh, to keep that level of what you've achieved with, with lockup done. Yeah, so I, mean, I'm I hope int- you can do it. I'm intrigued to see where they go with it next because, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're going to be thematically similar or if they're going to be each one completely different, you know, completely different setting or how if they're going to link together yeah. with either themes or story or characters or, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And, yeah, it's very short, very easy to watch. So uh, head over to bladycuts.co.uk and check it out. Yeah. And, uh, well... Try and keep in touch with, with them to bring you more news as if they're doing more stuff and let you know. Yeah, and uh, any other kind of online indie stuff, whether it's web series or one-offs, let us know because we'd really like to take a look at it. Because quite often, you know, in the wake of all this Hollywood stuff that everything feels exactly the same, it's yeah. nice to see the kind of online filmmakers really starting to make a push. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think that's, uh, that's mostly it. So uh, what have we learned from today's... Um, uh, podcast. Well, the Asylum can do good films. Yeah. Transformers Three still rubbish. Yeah. It's probably going to be worth watching. Um, Arietti. Yeah. 80s movies are cool. Yeah. Oh, indeed. Yeah. And uh, BloodyCuts.co.uk looks like a site to keep an eye on. Yes, indeed. So we'll be back in a couple of weeks I with so. a look at Harry Potter. Yes. Well, we'll try and squeeze that in somewhere. I'm off to Latitude next weekend. Um, but of course, if you're listening to this after Latitude and it won't be next weekend but I will be going to Latitude so there may be a, a slight delay in, in getting this out indeed but maybe podcast you, you could indeed nothing else uh, but you could perhaps do a little mini review of Latitude I might do excellent stuff it was great yay well it's like time travel <laughs> yeah. that is excellent well thank you for listening and um, um, yeah until next time yeah it's goodbye goodbye If you'd like to contact us, you can email Simon and Wayne at spifferingreview.com, follow us on Twitter at spifferingreview, or visit our website at spifferingreview.com. Spiffering Review is an It's a Trap production. <laughs>